What's up, everybody? It's the most professional wrestler, Impact Wrestling star, and the host of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, Brian Myers, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Chairs, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're the most professional wrestler. This is Wrestling Chairs. We'd like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a very special interview with Brian Myers. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said, this is an interview with the man formerly known as Kurt Hawkins, former EVP of the Thrill Zone brand of the Figure Wrestling Federation, and of course, the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers. This one is a big one here on Wrestling Cheers number one. Hands down, the biggest interview I have ever had. And we did it in person. If there's anybody listening to this podcast for the very first time because of Brian Myers, especially if you're a major mark, welcome. Some major marks might know me from the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Facebook Patreon group. Some of you might be listening to this because I've posted a link to the show before it officially drops. If you're one of those people, thank you very much for listening. And if you're a major mark checking us out for the first time, if you go back in our archives, especially right now with the major pod network, I have had other people from the major pod network on this podcast, such as if you're a fan of off the hop rope, you can check out episode 169 and hear my interview with Nick Stapp. If you're a fan of the Game Marks podcast, you can check out episode 184 with my interview with Johnny Clash. And of course, if you are a fan of the Major Wrestling Figure podcast as well, or a fan of Off the Hop Rope, much like Nick Stapp, I had Smart Mark Sterling on for episode 194. So be it Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks podcast, the major wrestling figure podcast. I have all the bases covered and I've had at least one member of that show on the podcast. Other than that, uh, it's time to get into the interview. I haven't done an episode like this in a good long time because I haven't been able to do interviews in person. I was lucky enough to be able to sit down with Brian Myers at toy Ohio toy show, a huge shout out to Rick, who helps run Toy Ohio, and as well as John Thorne, who runs AIW, and that is the table that Brian Myers was at. So hands down, a huge shout out, and thank you for both of them. A little bit of a editing note, a producer's note, 
like I said, we recorded this live at Toy Hio, and because of the face mask restrictions, we were wearing face masks the whole time. So the quality is going to be a little different. Uh, we're going to sound a little muffled, but we did the best that we could. Nonetheless, I am absolutely thrilled and happy to have Brian Myers on the podcast. Without any further ado, let's get to the interview. This is independent wrestler and host of the Game Marks podcast, Johnny Clash, all the way from Long Island, New York, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. All right, we're back here on the podcast, and I'm being joined by quite potentially, I know, it's the biggest guest ever Woo! on Wrestling oh, Cheers. Baby. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> we got Brian Myers. Would I be that Bull Buchanan or something? Uh, Ethan Page, actually. Who? Ethan Page? Oh, that's easy. Okay, that's fine. And I had Ethan Page on years ago. Oh, really? Oh, jeez. Like Jabroni Ethan Page. <laughs> 2000. Rough. Oh, and actually, in that interview, a young man by the name of Maxwell Jacob Friedman uh, crashed it. Oh, wow. Just grabbed a microphone so and started your, talking that's shit. That's the real money in that whole interview. That's the, the real uh, the payoff. That was how I was introduced to MJF. Him just coming in. And, Where was this at? Um, not Rockstar in Dayton, but Sammy's company ran there. Um I forget the name of the company off the top of my head. Revolver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Catalina Wrestling Mixer. Oh, all right. I think we're talking like 2016, I want to say. Sounds about right, because that started right as I came back to WWE, so I never worked there. Yeah, 16 or 17. The years kind of blend blend together for me. But anyway, Brian Myers, dude, thank you for coming on. This is is so awesome. And I've always considered you like... This isn't your home, like Northeast Ohio, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a second home over like the past so many years, and a lot of uh, your students have migrated. Yeah. I mean, it's really because of John Thorne and like the great, you know, and uh, the late great Chandler Biggins. I just had such a great relationship with them. Yeah. Um, lo- even long before I got fired the first time, I uh, I kind of went to it was either Evolve or Chikara with Reynolds and Silver, and I was just kind of off from WWE for the weekend, and I was just yeah. just love wrestling, so. I- Hey, we're going to the ECW arena. I'm like, okay, I'll come too. And oh, I just, yeah, oh, yeah. I was kind of just like lurking the uh, the merch tables and stuff and picking up like bootleg DVDs and I ran into them and then we've been friends ever since. It's probably about 10 years now. And they basically were like, hey, you know, we're not wishing for you to get fired, but, uh, you know, if anything would ever come up, like, we'd love to have you. Oh, yeah. And uh, basically, like, when I got fired the first time, they were one of the first, you know, calls I got, you know. Yeah. So I came in for them and just, just loved it and came in a ton of times. Yeah, I remember that... Th- your first show is actually a show I had to miss. I, I think I bought tickets for the show and everything, but against Josh Prohibition. Yes. Like, what a way yeah. to come into the local scene. I mean, like, Josh Prohibition isn't this big, flashy name, but, like, obviously to someone like you. For, and like, to, the, to the area, he's a big, you know, a legend, basically. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so that was an honor. Um, and that was at the old building, which I thought was cool. I got there at least, <laughs> at least got to wrestle there once. Yeah. You know, it was a shithole. But, uh, and oh, it yeah. was, like, scorching hot in the middle of summer, I remember. Yeah, um, but it was awesome. You know, like, like, like late I said, what, summer, what a, what a, like a, September, but still, yeah, like it was hot. It was just a cool hot. opportunity, you know. So, yeah, yeah. So then, how much like interaction did you ever have with Chandler Biggins? Uh, a good amount. Like, I, I guess if you know me or listen to my podcast, you just know what a, like a blithering wrestling fan I am, and oh, I've yeah. always been. So I mean, I've never I meet, heard of your podcast. What's it I'm called just, again? Yeah, <laughs> you might have heard of it. Major wrestling figure podcast for those newbies out there. But um, so like when I meet. I can meet someone and kind of like get the sense that they're on the same yeah. wavelength as me. And like, he was one of those people immediately. I was like, okay, you know, and we just started, we hit it off like almost immediately just 
blab- blabbering and telling stories and, oh, did you ever see this match? Or, oh, I oh, met yeah. this guy and he did this. You know, the, things like that. You just hit it off and just have a great relationship. And he was one of those people. Like, it was almost immediate. Uh, the thing that I always think about Bacon's now, if he were alive, he would love the podcast. That, like, for sure, right? In, yeah. in between the podcast and, like, the boom we've seen of figures. Uh, which he was sitting on all those figures dude. and didn't really, yeah, he didn't get, to, uh, didn't get the payoff of it, which is sad, yeah. When the Major Wrestling Figure podcast started, I only had one Hasbro in my collection. And it was the Mountie uh-huh. That's because cool I one, bought it off of Biggins. Really? Like to this day, I'm like I've rebought it like with the shock stick. Uh-huh. I won't get rid of my original. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I bought it off of Biggins. That's and at that cool. time he would have all these, I mean, he had like LJNs. I'm trying to think like when he would set up an AIW, he would have like ha- beater Hasbro's and yeah. like, and ruthless guys who at the time were like so worthless. I think he was getting like $3 a pop or yeah. like two for five kind of thing. And like now, obviously that's not the case. Like all this stuff is like, Oh, gone yeah. up, gone up astronomically. Like he mm-hmm. really like it's unfortunate. Like he would have liked to seen that like payoff. You know. Oh yeah, it would have been fun for him. What do you have any like particular Chandler Biggins memory or story that you might have had with him? No, just that, that just that we were just such like mutual on uh, mm-hmm. that same wavelength of like fandom and just like we just yeah. would always have like you know great stories. All these, him and John both they they do because of what they've experienced in running AAW for yeah. as long as they have, and you know. You bring in so and so, and it's 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 yeah. almost like if it goes smoothly, then like it's nothing to talk about. You know, you want to hear the catastrophes yeah. of when you brought in Sabu and what the hell happened. You know, like that's <laughs> that's kind of yeah. the, the stuff that I'm I have my ear open for, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. H- hands down, a great dude. Yeah, and he's then just a great guy. One thing I know that you love is you're a sports guy. Mm-hmm. Two things that have gone on recently. Like, we originally started this. Uh, we want. I had tried to schedule this interview. We we're talking back in December. I wanted to talk. How bad the Jets were doing, were and like how crazy the Browns have, Which, yeah. have turned it around. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the Jets winning those last couple games. <laughs> yeah. And I understand get ones against the Browns. Yeah, which was crazy. But like, I understand these guys are professionals, and it's like you yeah. know, embarrassing, and they don't want to go zero sixteen. Like, no matter what, what they don't want to be. Kind of team would want to do that. Be their legacy. You know, yeah. these guys are at the end of the day are professionals. Like, that's pretty shitty. So, in that sense, I'm like glad. But as a fan, it's like in the overall picture, it's like, okay, well, now we don't get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And I don't know. Sam Darnold's like never been on a good team. So I don't even know if he's a capable, serviceable quarterback. I really don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's never had a good coach. He's never had weapons around him. He's like, he's got nothing. Yeah. So it's so that's up in the air. Like, there's just so many questions. And it's like, then it gets to the point where it's like, well, even if we got Trevor Lawrence, like, they need like everything. So, like, is one quarterback yeah. really going to like. True. Like, I, I've heard people say, like, dude, they need to like trade that pick. For a bunch of picks because we have, it's so bad. There's a lot of holes it's to so fill. Many holes. Like, you know, one guy isn't going to just, oh, there we go. There's the fix. So, I don't know. It, it reminds me of, like, what I saw as a Browns fan of, like, we we would do bad for many years, but they would be like, oh, we'd get four wins, five wins to where yeah. we weren't getting, like, the top, top picks where mm. some of the better players. Quarter- what the Jets have been doing for years now, yeah. years and years. So. But we would kind of, we'd get some good picks, but, like, they wouldn't pan out. The worst one was, I think, 2000 and. 11 we traded our pick to the falcons moved down mm-hmm. they got julio jones mm-hmm. we got like phil taylor i think it was Jeez, yeah like i mean I, we threw that away jets and browns are kind of like kindred spirits at the same like even oh, yeah. when they do get the picks they don't make the the right ones you know like yeah. johnny manzel and stuff or whatever. Uh, you know what i mean like i think uh that even when the jets do it they just kind of it never pans out it's crazy yeah you know? yeah so i mean i'm almost like numb to it at this point you know, Dude. I would like my dream I, as a sports fan is to see the Mets and Jets win 
you know, a championship while I'm alive. That's like one time. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah. And that seems like a pretty big ask <laughs> right now, but we'll see. Yeah. 100% the same. Because, like, I mean, Grant, I've seen – I saw the Cavs win a t- championship, which I'm not a huge basketball guy, but, I mean, that was still cool for the city, and I, and I loved it. We've had the Indians go to the World Series. Which is – I mean, the Mets and, have gone twice in my lifetime, you know, yeah. so close. You know, technically, at, they won in 86, but I was one, and I don't, I don't really count it. We yeah. had – we've had three in my lifetime, and this last one obviously was, to me, the worst. Yeah. Go up against the Cubs – we're up three to one, which I never liked Cavs fans kind of yeah. going like, oh, look at the look at the Warriors. You guys lost when yeah. you're up three to one. I'm like, let's not make fun of that because that's something we would do. And then the Indians did it. I'm like, see, that's why. And then on the flip side of that, to be a Cubs fan and you wait 100 years like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I mean, that's cool to see in sports, but or it gives you hope as a fan that hasn't won in a long time. And then we get to game seven and it goes into extra innings. Like, do you know that game? Like, I'm a diehard baseball fan. That game went on. As we were flying to Saudi Arabia, no shit. I missed the whole thing. And then when you oh. land, there was like no internet. I'm like trying desperately to figure out what happened. And like you start piecing it together and like, you know, reading online stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. I missed the greatest baseball game ever played. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that, yeah. And then you got you got the Mets, which I mean, right now, uh, it's kind di- of going back to with the connection with Cleveland. You got, got, got Lindor. Freaking, yeah, you got Lindor. I'd like, I'd like him to sign stay for a long time. Yeah. That'd be nice to like, you know, having our, uh, you know, a little feather in our cap for the, for the long haul. Yeah. You don't want to trade for a guy like that and only get him for a year, obviously. Um, but they'll have to pay. But the new owners seem to be willing to do that. So yeah. it's up and up in that in that sense. I think Trevor Bauer used the Mets to leverage L.A. I don't think he ever wanted to be a Met. I think he just was trying to uh, get more money out of the Dodgers. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it worked for him, so good for him. But uh, I, they still, I still think they need a couple pieces, you know. How do you feel going into this season now with, like, everything with the Mets? Like, this could potentially be a better season for I you think guys? for sure, for sure. You know, the the climate has changed with the new ownership and stuff, and I think I think it's going to be different, and especially with the Lindor. Like, he's legit top five player in all of baseball, much less, you know, yeah. probably the best shortstop, right? Yeah. Period. So that's exciting, you know. It's yeah, been a while. Seeing, like, all that happen, like, we just – Cleveland has the curse of being, like, this – I'm gonna call it a farm system, but it's that, just like it seems like they give up on these dudes and yeah. move on. Yeah, you know, we get we get some World Series runs, and then after that, like everybody kind of just goes their own way. Like yeah. I mean, the '90s. That's same, up, same formula. Yeah, dude, right. The, yeah. the '90s was so much fun to watch. Yeah, like Kenny Lofton, Albert Bell, Byerga. Uh, by, I'll say Byerga. Yeah. Like and he comes to the Mets, and he was like nothing. So, oh yeah, he did go to the Mets, yeah. didn't he? That what, many like so many like those players like went other places. Yeah, and it sucked. Like. uh Manny Ramirez goes to Boston. I remember the trade because he was one of my favorite players, Kenny yeah. Lofton, going to Atlanta. Yeah, right. And I was like, man, like, why do we got to trade him to Atlanta? Yeah, this is rough. Yeah, it's part of sports, though. Yeah. Know? Yeah, but still. Because at the end of the day, it's a business, you know? Yeah. It's rough, but it's just you wish these franchises wouldn't give up so easily sometimes. Dude, yeah. But and I think that's you see that more in baseball than anything. Yeah. I mean, I feel like basketball has been trading like okay. superstar guys like nonstop. That's true. Kind of crazy, right? But. In football, they you know, if the Jets got Deshaun Watson, I will, dude. If that, if I found that out right now, I'd have to do like a lap. I'd have to do like a victory <laughs> lap in this toy convention, like be pumped, you know. But that would that, that would be interesting to see. I know. I'm curious to see. I what don't even want to think about it. I've been thinking about it. I'm trying not to think about it. But some people say, "Oh, it's happening." And some people are like, "Oh, it's so far from happening. Like no way." Blah blah. blah. So you don't know. I think for us, we're looking more for will we be the team to pick up JJ Watt? Which I want him, but I don't. Yeah. Like it's it's a mixed bag. Like, yeah. I, I mean, defensively, I think he's one of the the greatest defensive players of the past you know decade. But does he still have it? Yeah, but yeah, does right. he still yeah. have it? 
That's or, like a, to me, that's more of like a jersey sale pickup. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's like the Jets getting Le'Veon Bell. So people buy the jerseys and he's in and out, you know? Yeah. I'm just happy to see the Browns not being horrible. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely great. For sure. Making yeah. the playoffs for the first time in since 2000, like two or three. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. win since 94-5. Yeah. Like, dude. I would say, as like I said, the Jets have been so bad for so long now. Yeah. I'll take anything just, you know, to keep me interested. Yeah. You know? I, I, the couple games I watched this year, I'm like, why am I watching this? I feel like an asshole. <laughs> like, it's pointless. Dude, yeah. like, like we have here in, in Cleveland, we have, or within the Browns franchise, there's the Browns backers. Which is like a bunch of local bars kind of have like clubs. And the year that I decided to join, we went one in 15. Oh, jeez. So like going out yeah, and like yeah. hanging out with people. And then the next year, obviously, was 0 in 16. Yeah, yeah. The one t- time we won, I didn't go to the, to the bar to watch the, it. The, I just, open, I, the open the Budweiser fridge game. That was against the Jets, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That yeah, was, yeah. That was, I mean, that was two years ago, three like years ago. My third year doing it. So yeah, that yeah. was actually the first time I witnessed a win being a Browns backer. Jeez. Like officially, like with a bunch cool, of people, though. and to celebrate the win. Though. Oh god! Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also because that's when Baker Mayfield de- like officially debuted. Yeah. And like, it made me go, "Why did we play? Who did we have? Um, Tyrod. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why did we play him? Yeah. Because like maybe we could have beat the Steelers week one yeah, instead right. of tying. Yeah, but he's like the proven. I understand it. The grooming process, and he's the proven yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. yeah. At, at this point, honestly, I just want to go to sports live. Like, what I would. Like I'm such a baseball fan. I didn't that last year was the first year I hadn't gone to a live game in yeah. you know, I don't know, twenty years. So like that's what I really miss yeah. is just that live experience, you know, eating mm-hmm. and having a hot dog and hanging out. Yeah. You know, that's like that to me that's the best. And the same thing goes with, with football. Like like the tailgating experience. The one thing that I here, love. like I would hit at least one jet game a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and same my buddy has season tickets, he sets up this wild tailgate, you know. Yeah unreal menu of stuff he like prepares oh, yeah, all week yeah, yeah. and like it's just, it's just does it the right way and it's so fun so obviously i missed that too and then you got like the whole community of tailgating where a lot of people are like hey come and oh, come yeah. and try our stuff it's and it's just really cool yeah. yeah that's one thing i i love about that to me that's my sport to me that's what baseball is to you yeah like football is like totally, my yeah. number one but baseball was like my first love mm-hmm. i remember going to cleveland municipal stadium when i was young i think i really? went to one of the last games uh, baseball games at that field. That same came in like '97. The new, the new one. The new '94. '94. '94. It was the year of the strike. Okay, yeah. So it was open for a short time, and then boom, strike happens. Got it, okay. Everything goes away, and then yeah. we come back the next year. Crazy. It's one of the older ones now in baseball. <laughs> that's kind of nuts to think about. Yeah. That's that's a crazy thing in sports. I think I feel like everybody has new stadiums or arenas now like there's all they're always this is like, an attraction man you want people to come you, oh, know? you yeah. want people to, to experience it you know and the very few can have like a fenway or a wrigley where you're like oh well, i'm going for the ambiance not yeah you know, the state-of-the-art bathrooms or whatever you know yeah yeah yeah. there's I think probably with baseball it's more of a tradition that's yeah i mean that's where it's, yeah i feel like that's why it's acceptable right because even with me not being a baseball guy i would still like like to go to those stadiums because it's yeah, just like yeah. to say that you did even though cool. i mean i've been to them it's cool it's different even because uh, St. Louis, their field is that just, older, uh, older-ish, older ish, yeah. like like I think like mid nineties. I want to say, or okay, or it's been renovated too. I think it looks really. Nice. I've yeah. only driven past it on the highway, and I just liked how it looked. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't see, feel like I see a lot of stadiums like this anymore. Yeah, I went there with uh, my buddy Shoes, who I talk about on the podcast a lot. Yep. I we had a live event in St. Louis that same night, and the Mets were in town. 
we were on first. Broski and I were the tag champs. It was like last year, and I literally like did this match like <laughs> out of there, and I got there and met him there like second inning, and yeah. got the experience whole. It was freaking awesome, man. Yeah, couldn't have worked out better. I was like, I didn't realize how close it was. It was like around the block. It took like an Uber. Yeah. Left. Broski doesn't care about sports. I left him high and dry. He had the car and everything. I went and, you know, it's a pretty awesome experience. But that, that's like when we're on the road like that, that's where I like we just want to get stadiums yeah. in, you know. There was another time that same season we had something like we just landed from somewhere. Like Heath and I got to go to uh, the the Mariners Stadium, the Safeco or whatever it's called now. Yeah. And like got to hit that, you know, and like we went and like call time was like whatever. And we were able to like finagle it and got like, you know, four or five innings in and you know check it whole stadium out yeah, at least yeah, it's yeah. like at least it's like we did it you know yeah like that's like the one cool thing i like about traveling like i've never traveled to your level but being able to go to a bunch of different places like for me i'm a food guy and be able to like try different food in different areas yeah. i think is, is so much fun yeah i think that's like the misconception with like wwe travel like people are like oh you went to france and it's like not really dude i hung out in the back of an arena and a bus yeah. and had the catering like you're not unless you go like get up early and like sacrifice your workout or your sleep or whatever to like yeah. to make it happen it's it's just like it's doable but it's very difficult you know and the only exceptions i will make will, is for baseball basically yeah i mean that, that's understandable i think too with with sports i always love how much broski like his lack of sports knowledge it's wild it's yeah. it's so much but i don't know to each their own i mean he he obviously has his hobbies and that's yeah, why yeah. like i mean he you know, I think the yin and yangness works out sometimes oh, with the dude, show. It, you know, it is. Where he, I love it. Like, him and Mark sometimes talk about Star Wars, and I'm just sitting there like blacking out a little bit because I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Dude. Especially modern day, like the new Disney Plus stuff. I have no clue what the hell. Oh, dude, I'm yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. So I mean, I know old school Star Wars, the first three movies, and after that, I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I I know enough, but I'm not like <clears throat> I'm not a fanatic. Yeah. Like he is, is to where all this stuff. That's the other thing. I think collecting. Like those lines that it's just like, man, I'm really happy I didn't jump down that rabbit hole. Star Wars is one of them. So I mean, like, ugh. they just argue over like what they're each are doing constantly because there's so many lines and so many scales and so many like, yeah, genres, years, you know, vintage, not, you know, and like much like him, I'm a Funko guy, but I don't necessarily go it as deep as him. But like when you're like, I like Star Wars, I'm gonna collect that. I'm like, good luck. Yeah, no, I I can I tried with the Funkos, I just can't do it. It's not, yeah. I don't know. It's not like it's too like novelty item for me. It's not. I I do see that. I mean, I get the fad, and uh, you know, it's very popular, and people are so into it. But I'm just like, oh, we have like badass elite figures and yeah, ultimates. Like to compare it to that or whatever, it's just too like just like a chachka to me. Like I don't know, couldn't like, couldn't, couldn't pe- sink my teeth into it. I think people a lot of people have compared them to Beanie Babies, but this has lasted way, way longer. Than, yeah, I agree. It's the, had the staying power for and sure. And the fact that you can do different lines, like okay, we're gonna do Star Wars, we're gonna do Star Trek, we're gonna do Ghostbusters. That's, to me, the most like we went to their headquarters in yeah. Washington. The most impressive thing was just how many licenses they've like amassed. It's like mm-hmm. unbelievable. No one's ever done that in the history of and their toys. Sto- their know? story is so cool of like where they started off with and like just kept it rolling like they yeah. got the like, easy licenses like yeah, yeah. kiss will give things that people didn't care about and then they made it something and, yeah like yeah. kiss will give their license almost to anybody yeah they do enough with that i mean now those are worth a good amount of money yeah yeah it's pretty cool definitely a fun thing i, I love about collecting is that i am though always impressed or i should say confused why you're not much of a ghostbusters guy like i know you like comedy. weird thing yeah i don't know when and, i was like, a as a kid comedy, i think it's great is this weird thing i made up when i was very very little that like oh you have to like ninja turtles or ghostbusters 
And I was like all in on Ninja Turtles. I love like them both. Very, yeah. I know. I don't know why. I literally made it up in my head. And I just kind of never okay. had any interest in it. Yeah. Like, and then like the ship had really sailed to the point where I don't have any sentimental, you know, feelings toward it. So that's like, ugh, yeah, I don't know. I've never even seen the movie in its entirety to this day. <laughs> really? Yeah. I just don't Dude. care. Yeah. I kind of, kind of remember watching the cartoon when I was a kid, but like really no memories of it. I swear you would love it. I mean, I'm sure. I just, I don't like know. Like Dan Aykroyd and know, like I'm, Bill Murray alone, like those two? I'm saying, there's no sentimental anything making me hang on, like, you know, because it didn't happen when I was yeah. younger. That's all. You, you know? love Tommy Boy, though, so that's. Dude, num- number one all time. Dude. Yeah. It's in my top. It came out on my ninth birthday. Oh, really? Like, I. Yeah. That's I my can... number one. Anything Farley is like be all end all to me, but at what the end he... of the day, he only, he only was in like 10 movies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he. He almost was got into so many other movies before he, was he passed. Like, he was supposed to be Shrek, right? There's he was a lot like, of he's original like Shrek. He was yeah. he was about to do, and I think it was the movie he was about to start a biopic on a silent film star, uh, Fatty Arbuckle. Okay, and yeah, that yeah. was gonna launch him in a little bit more serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like, I'm gonna go on one more bender, and like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight. Jeez, and so crazy, right? You everybody yeah. everybody knows how it goes. Yeah, like I. Farley's the best. What did you think about a lot of his SNL stuff? Because that that's, I love that dude. I like when I was in college, that Best of DVD came yeah. out, and I wore me and my buddy just wore that thing out like constantly, like all day, like just I could almost like if I had it on, I could like almost recite it. You know, what oh, I mean? dude. Yeah, I'm like outside of being a Browns fan, I'm a Bears fan, and partially it's because of Farley. Yeah, but then, I, yeah. then I found out as an adult, like, oh no, he was a Packers fan. Yeah, I know, he just right? played yeah. the Bears. I'm like, well, I'm I'm a Bears fan, yeah. but <laughs> um, still. There, also, like that DVD just became so popular. People think like there's so much other stuff that, that he did on SNL. It's so mm-hmm. funny. Like if you do, you know, find it on YouTube or whatever. Like because people just live and die by that DVD and think like that's kind of oh, yeah. it. There's and then some great stuff. Don't get me wrong, but if you dig like deeper, there's so much like even just funnier shit. Just little cameos mm-hmm. and like I've read all the books and stuff. Where like yeah, the, all those people were like it's almost like kind of reminds me of wrestling. Like all the people in SNL are writing stuff and pitching stuff. I could do this. I could do that. And, like he. Farley didn't have to do that because they were all pitching to have him in their skits because everyone knew that he'd bring the the skit up. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So he never even had to like pitch his stuff because everyone's just like enamored with him and know how funny he is. You know, and mm-hmm. they wanted him involved. So that that speaks to how just hilarious he was. I I had the DVD. A friend of mine recently just sent me the VHS because I've started to get into like I need something to collect. Yeah. Because I'm going to Walmart's and seeing nothing on the pegs. Yeah, like yeah, if I run into something, nothing, I'm lucky. Yeah. So he sent me that as a free thing. I even thought of it. Why have, I kind of want them to come out with a part two? There's so much material, like you said, like yeah. they could do, like let's. But without him, well, they, they, they the best of was done. The first one was done oh, without him. Oh, you mean the best of? I thought you meant like another Tommy Boy two or like. Black oh Sheep no no 2. no! Like you can't do anything like that. I thought um, about like SNL best of, but oh yeah, his like his movie's great two. too. There's a Will Farrell too. There isn't if if there's a Chris Farley too, I'm I'd be shocked, and Man, I'm a huge Farley right fan. That. There's definitely two of some. There's guys two, two of Farrell. Yeah, I think two Mike Mike Myers too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Those those two make the sense. I don't. Yeah. I can't remember be very anybody do- else. Very doable. I do agree. Yeah. But yeah, his his. I mean, his movies are great. Like Tommy Boy, Live and Die. But I can. Yeah. I spent a summer in middle school watching it with the cr- closed caption on. Yeah. Like every night, and just almost memorizing it. Uh, I'm like, why? Okay, got just it. C- so I could learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people like would say certain lines wrong, and I'd be able to correct them because I was watching one of my pet peeves i do agree like someone's trying to like nail a movie quote and they butcher it or like a song lyric and you're like what's the the point of that right like i mean according to the closed caption for that one like everybody says do you want mint for pillow according to the closed caption was do you want me for pillow yeah but it's 
It's definitely mint. I don't know. I'm going by the closed caption. I know, but yeah. That, okay, so that doesn't mean it's right. That's just some dude deciphering it and then like sending that in, right? I'm now going to go watch the DVD. It's not like from the director's notes or like whatever. No way. I'm going to do the research now I'm to d- double check it. Won't, it doesn't even make sense. Mint for pillow makes sense. Do you want mint for pillow, but also being like David Spade trying to be sexual, but do you want me for pillow? And then he ends up going to do me a jerky walk. I still think, I know, but I still think it's mint. I don't know. Because that's the setup to the payoff yeah. where it turns sexual. I don't know. That's my opinion, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go and watch a DVD now. I mean, that's, just, I, just, I agree. If the closed caption says it, it sure it says it, but it doesn't mean it's yeah. right, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm going to find out. All right. Like, uh, like some people say, I'm a psychopath. All right, sure. I'm going to find out. All right. I'm saying no way. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've always thought I heard mint too, but hey. it's got to be mint. That's the joke. All right. Anyway, Chris Farley is great. The best. The best. Um, I wish there was Chris Farley toys to collect. There's like nothing. Fun- Funkos. A Funko, and then the uh, I have the bobblehead from the DVD that came out. You know, she's like almost 20 years ago now. Yeah, I think that's about it. The special edition. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's a little, little, little bobblehead, but mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's like why whenever like with me liking Funkos, they're like, oh, we're going to come out with Tommy Boy. I'm like, ooh, I'm buying them all. That was actually like they were so generic. That's like what like kind of turned me off. Yeah. If you just looked at them and did, out of the package, you would like two guys in a suit or whatever. You wouldn't even know like that was Richard and, you know, Tommy. It's kind of sad. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Now I do really want Chris, more Chris Farley stuff. He's- <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. The license is floating around. I mean, there's always shirts and stuff and things like that, right? I mean, they they could do. I mean, there's the shirt stuff, yeah. Yeah. Like I know I bought a Callahan Auto shirt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That used I used to be at like Targets or Walmart's oh, or whatever, right? Yeah. It, I don't even know who owns a license for it exactly, but like right. people make bootleg ones all the time. Like yeah, you can find yeah. a bunch of ones on oh, Amazon. Yeah, on there. eBay, yeah, under, the underling T-shirt realm yeah. of eBay, yeah. Yeah, I know I bought one when I met his brother because I was like, this is the closest I'm ever gonna. True. Get to meet and Chris. Yeah. So it's like I'll take it. So yeah, I had, he freakishly I, looks like him too. Yeah, like crazy, like yeah, yeah. And like I saw him do stand up. So like he, I was happy. He threw in his like some about his brother, but then like he also went on his own own stuff, which he he's got to be tough. How do you live up to the funniest guy of all time? And just, <laughs> you just in the shadow. You join a fake boy band on MTV. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fit, that's right. What he that, did. That's literally, yeah. It's like the biggest thing he did, right? Yeah, I feel like Together came up recently on the podcast, didn't it? Because Bro- De- Broski definitely was all in on Together when that was like oh, yeah. a thing. Um, let's start to wrap this up and get into the Fave Five questions. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the Fave Five questions. Now, can you dig it? All right, first up, we have coffee or energy drinks. Which one do you prefer? So I, uh, it used to be everything all day long, and I decided recently that I'm going to quit energy drinks. Okay, and I, I couldn't do it for New. I wouldn't make. I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but I was like, oh, I'll try to do it around that time. Yeah, that was leading to that pretty big match I had with Josh Alexander at uh, Impact, yep. the the kickoff show to Hard to Kill. So I was like, I don't want to go into this loop where I'm like depleted, where I'm gonna have like withdrawals, like because that's how much caffeine, how addicted to caffeine I am. Okay, so I was like, oh, I told my wife, let me get through this loop, and I I won't do it, and I've been clean of energy drinks since that loop. So whatever that, it's almost uh, like a month now. And every time I go into a gas station, I'm just like Jones and staring at like I literally salivated the thought of them. That's how much I want them, but I'm just like I don't know. And they keep coming out with new ones. <laughs> yeah, and just it's I, I'm trying to move on. I don't really have even a reason for it. I just was consuming too much caffeine, and I thought like let me cut out probably the worst possible way I was getting it. Yeah, which I think is that. So I was like, let's move on. All right, question number two. Uh, what's your favorite cereal? 
Wow, great question. I love cereal my whole life as a kid. Cereal, like guilty pleasure. I'm really trying to get my daughter. My daughter's not like into it. It's like blowing me away. I'm like trying to get her to like, you know, I bought her like this crazy like tricks, uh, trolls branded yeah. cereal with fucking marshmallows and all this yeah, shit. Yeah. I'm hoping she'd like go crazy for it and didn't work. So I don't know. But if I if it's just me, what I do now is I'll make like a protein shake and a shaker and use that as the milk. And I'll have like uh, like special K with like protein and almond stuff. Just so it's like I get my fix, but it's not like going nuts where I'm having like you know Reese's Crunch yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like if I if I didn't care, I would have whatever I want. I probably want like Oreo, you know, the Oreo O's, or, Oreos, yeah, yeah, something like that. Those, those yeah. are pretty good. Uh, question number. Th- this would be an interesting one. I think I've heard you answer this one. I'm just gonna answer ask it anyway. Favorite video game console. I just like I don't know video games just didn't like resonate with me. Yeah, I was always very like active kid, like outside playing sports and mm-hmm. doing things. So like I just couldn't. And then even when I was home sitting around, I was playing with action figures. I wasn't like in That's front of true. a screen, you know. So it just didn't like stick with me. Um, my brother and I, I want to say like both co-owned like the original Sega. We had that growing up, and yeah. that was like kind of it. Um, the last thing I really ever like caring about or playing on that was like the Aladdin game on Sega Genesis, which is okay. still pretty fun as hell, I guess, if you yeah. were to play with it. But I yeah. mean, it was popular enough that like they brought it back, remastered. Yeah, that's what I mean. And couple, then last couple of years, literally, and to like really put a button on like how far gone this is. When we were Zach and I were first in a video game, first time ever. It was yeah. The first time I attempted to play a video game in like probably over ten years at this point. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, and like I couldn't even. There were so many buttons, and it was so just like. Yeah, it was like deciphering another like you know realm and a mm. different language. I, I couldn't even walk as myself, and I just tapped out after like <laughs> ninety seconds. Like, okay, this is too far gone. It's just not happening. And yeah, it is what it is. I'm looking forward to Retro Fest. Me too. I thought when we signed for that, I thought that was coming out like within the month. <laughs> it's been like ten months now. So yeah, somewhere. But people who care about it seem to be very pumped up about it. So yeah, yeah hopefully a lot of people it, that have been announced. I think in the past ten months or even before that it was like adding more and more yeah, suspense so, and I, to me i'm really looking forward yeah to that. hopefully the payoff's there because people seem to be pretty passionate about it okay question number f- i think i'm on four um stepbrothers or talladega nights what's that stepbrothers or talladega nights Ooh, that's a tough one so th- with with stepbrothers i saw i saw both these movies in the theater but stepbrothers you see and you like instantly like are dying and it's so funny yeah Talladega Nights was one of those ones I saw and I was like it was okay and then I just kept watching it yeah and it just got funnier and fucking funnier <laughs> to me um so I don't know I think I'm gonna go Talladega Nights okay okay yeah. I'm I'm a Talladega Nights person but I thought it was funny from the beginning like I don't it was know one of the few movies I remember me and my friends we went and watched in the theater went out to eat afterwards and we were just trying to remember every line that we could think of and just yeah that's me that was like how stepbrothers was it was almost like so funny that i couldn't even remember all this stuff it was like too much you know i mean they're both good they're not both great yeah i've only heard one person say say, uh i hate stepbrothers and i was like what no that's one of those ones that's on tv you stop and watch it like wherever it's at yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, to me that's like a true sign of a good movie when you're channel flipping and you find it and just just go for it question number five uh if I'm correct, your daughter got recently got into this movie, if I'm correct. Is The Nightmare Before Christmas oh, a Christmas man. movie or a Halloween movie? Very tough question. <laughs> Very tough question. I'm going to say at the end of the day, it's a Christmas movie. But acceptable, exactly for, what I say. acceptable for both holidays. Oh, acceptable for both. The I heard somebody say this on a different podcast. They were like, here's my argument behind it. As soon as they discover Christmas, that's all they care about. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. 
yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, for so, sure. Like it's hands down a Christmas yeah. movie more than anything. And, but I tell you what, Disney has capitalized mm-hmm. on the Halloween decorations, on the Christmas deck. I mean, just the the amount of merch and paraphernalia for that franchise oh, is unbelievable to me. And I, I don't, I literally put it on one day just to like buy time with my daughter, who was just so excited about Halloween coming up. And I was like, oh yeah. look, they had like a maybe a Halloween collection on Disney Plus, and we have not stopped watching it since. <laughs> it's, yeah. been, it's been months now. I proposed to my fiance at the end of that movie when we watched it on Halloween. Jesus, really? She looked. She loves that She's movie. She's one of those people. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. like, you just realize that the fans are fanatical. It's, like, pretty yeah, nuts. Yeah. 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 I saw it in the theater. Never thought about it again until, like, five months ago. There yeah. was something with a certain generation that when they watched that movie, they just fell in love with it. Like, to me, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But then, you know, in the 2000s, all of a sudden, it was like, ooh, Jack Skellington this crazy. and Sally that. That's so and crazy, right? That's That's been 20 years, and it's longer than that since the movie came yeah, out it's yeah. never died yeah it's 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 powerful it's it's like the definition of a cult classic like powerful you know yeah question number six that i always tailor around my guest and for you man uh why are you leaving thrill zone <laughs> it was dude it was so much dude, work I man i don't know if like people think i'm being a little bitch or what no. but i can't even express to you like how much work it was especially like broski really went off the rails and like what it, from what it like mark described what he wanted the episodes to be what he would call snackable you know something we each do 15 minutes it's a half hour podcast and like broski went so overboard from jump street there was no turning back so now i'm like truly responsible for 11 segment television show every week yeah on top of being a father of two like when i'm home like literally i'm taking care of my kids i'm not like like that's what i have to do like my wife's working or whatever like that's my job yeah and i was the whole time literally the whole time we're doing it i was at impact so yep. like and making towns wrestling on the independence, but Broski was doing none of this, none of this. So no kids, no bookings. Hey, he he's had just, he had cats. He had no, cats yeah, to take he's care. He's sitting around all day cleaning up cat shit, and he's got time to write a stupid show. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm writing it at like four thirty in the morning at the airport on my iPad, trying to remember who the fuck is on my roster. Like it was yeah, yeah. insane. And like the other thing that people, I don't know if they get, but we say it all the time. But truly, just like a child, when you have the figures laid out in front of you. I, my imagination can start going and my creativity is buzzing and I can like put it together, but I don't have time to like sit there, you know, yeah, cross legged yeah, yeah, yeah. and play with my bone crunchers every, every night and try to book this thing. Like it just wasn't happening. And then even like the figure photography and my daughter would just like ransack the room and like, it just was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work, man. I don't know whether you've seen it or not or heard about it or not. Me and some friends actually did a, what would happen in our view, the next week on thrill zone if and turmoil could, if we continue yeah we did one uh, more week of tv well there'd we did, be we, there'd be two or three new characters in every show because we would have had a draft well we did well yeah. we did it like it was a fantasy book it was yeah fantasy booking of a fantasy wrestling figure show and we uh trust me i think it's a, a winning concept and like yeah. people truly liked it enjoyed it and for mm-hmm. what it was it just was like overwhelming to do. Like we we understood. Like we just us doing one week, not doing fig photography. I I was mar- smart marks role, and I had to write stomp. Yeah, and I I wrote it in the lines of uh, my friends were taking over for you and Matt, and I had to write how that happened. Yeah, yeah. and just it's, I, it's, I mean I love creative writing, but even like that was a lot a, for me. It's a big responsibility, man. Ta- the, uh, my friend Adam, who took over for Broski, he he's like, all right, I got to live up to that level talking for a half hour straight dude he's like it is so hard to do okay that, there's that and then like the way we would do it we would record that and then go into our regular podcast and i thought like you know at the end of the day the podcast is the 
the meat and potatoes of what we yeah. do. And I didn't want that to suffer. Like our energies, like we're we're both so spent because we've been screaming for an hour, and then we have to go yeah. into this. It's just like I think it was draining everybody. Like you know, it's just like there's a way to do it, and we're gonna figure it out. Like what the future is for it, but it was so much responsibility. And like I, get- I kind of I bring I blame Broski because he went nuts. The first thing he did was like you know the triple cage inferno match <laughs> uh, gauntlet, and I'm like, okay, how do we come back from that? You, you just can't. Once you cross that line, it's like. My my biggest thing with him, and it was the biggest eye roll. He was like, "The sun goes out." And I'm oh, like, the dude, sun, I thought, I thought the if sun you were on the fence out. to me, and this is me being a stickler. If you were on the fence of turmoil or thrill zone, I thought that was like the nail in the coffin of like, I love how stupid his show is. So I'm yeah. full blown turmoil. Or you're like, oh, okay, that's so stupid. I'm thrill zone. Like I'm out. Like it's, I'm out. Like he couldn't think of anything else more creative. Like well, even, for any other reason. Or I like, mean, if you're gonna do the whole lights out thing, it's like okay, uh, there's an eclipse. Oh man, because it's like that's. That's normal. The, the other insane thing that while we're talking about it, like, I don't know if people have seen some of the, like, you know, the videos or whatever. I have to write down everything in my iPad, like a full-blown script. Yeah. Because I don't want to miss a beat. He's just, like, staring up into, like, the abyss and just <laughs> rambling yeah. all this stuff like a true, like, psychopath. Like, it's, like, unreal to see. I don't even know how he does it. Like, I don't I have no clue how he does it. And he just has, like, he just has the match card. Like, he has, that's it in front of him on the back of an 8x10, like an idiot. <laughs> and then he does it that way. So, like, it's it's impressive and scary all at the same time. Like, I don't even know how he did it. I mean, regardless, thank you for the six months of entertainment. It was I truly it. exhausting. I, I mean, I, I could tell, like, that's why I was forging on. Like, people were invested in it and enjoying it. Yeah. And, like, there's times, of course, I enjoyed it. It just was, like, such a big responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, all right, man. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before oh, we go? Man, hey, check out the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Network. We got a lot of stuff yep. going on. I'm, uh gonna get some more extreme conversations in the can looking Hell forward yeah. to that i'm looking forward to uh you know mc true long island stories so people can hear kind of hear what they never heard about all that you know he, broski truly did something like extraordinary you know yep so that's gonna be fun there's a lot of fun stuff going on we don't forget game marks podcast. game marks podcast off the hop rope got something for everybody now so i've had uh both i've had smart mark on i've had nick on and uh Johnny Clash. Oh, nice. All right. Lo- cool. Love all them. Johnny, especially Johnny Clash. Johnny I mean, Clash. they're all great dudes. We we have a joke that when Dexter comes back, we're going to create a podcast. Oh, geez. Talking about it. Is it supposed to come back? Next year. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, this year. Oh, actually, we're, right. we're in 2021. I didn't even know that. Today's years old on that one. All right. <laughs> so where do I enter my, uh, where do I send my resume for me to be, no, I'm kidding. To for be Thrill Zone? I'm kidding. You can have it, dude. I'll sign it over no, to no, you. No, no, not Thrill Zone. I'll sign it over be, to you right now. Ma- the major pod network. I'm, oh, I'm network. kidding. I'm no. We're maxed out at the moment, but. If this is a success, then, I mean, honestly, the sky's the limit, for real. You're not hiring, but you're accepting applications. Basically, yeah. (laughs) All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Dude, thanks. Boys and girls, this is Smart Mark Sterling. I have three bachelors, two masters, and an MBA, and I'm the smartest professional wrestler in the world today, and I'm also the producer of the major wrestling figure podcast, and very recently, I passed the bar and helped my friend out of a legal jam, and you are listening to the Wrestling Cheers podcast and there you have it brian myers on wrestling cheers and i haven't gone back and watched tommy boy yet on vhs or dvd but i'm going to admit it here i think brian and everybody else might be right now the reason why i never believed it is because i was in middle school when that happened when i was watching tommy boy on repeat basically all summer long If I didn't watch it all one night, I watched the rest of it the next night and so forth and so on. Hands down, love that movie. Obviously, why I was watching it with closed captions. I think 
it's very easy that the closed captioning did get messed up. And that's because a lot of that movie was ad lib and it was getting wrote as they were shooting it. So it's not a movie where there was a script placed in front of them and they shot it. So that line could very well not been in the original script or maybe the line got changed. But I think going back and watching it, uh, just little clips and I have no proof other than the VHS closed captioning. I will admit that I'm wrong. I blame part of it because I was an impressionable teenager. So I read it on closed captionings, took it as the gospel. And after having that conversation with Brian Myers about it, I thought about it afterwards and like, you know, maybe, maybe I am wrong and I can see why. Anyway, let's wrap this show up. Definitely check out the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast if you don't already do. They are at Major WF Pod. And of course, you can find Brian Myers at Myers underscore wrestling. As for myself, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email. If you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in this show, please rate, review, and subscribe to your ever listeners fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, The Major Pod Network featuring Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, and of course, The Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mike's Dark Match Podcast and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you went O and 269. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash. Kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice. Wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Ohio. Good night. The world. Good night. We love you. We'll see you next week.
Hello, this is Nick Stapp, and you are listening to Wrestling Cheers Podcast. Life is a ride, and you're still my baby girl. <laughs> 